This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Clarkson pass, stolen away, Ty Jerome. Jousting with Conley as he comes up the floor, stops and pops. Three ball, good! Send it in, Jerome! 104-101. Warriors up three. That's their largest lead of the game. And it comes with five minutes and ten seconds left. Yeah, it was an uphill climb for the Warriors uh, for the better part of the ball game tonight. But uh, the big three-pointer there to put the Warriors up uh, in that one by three. They would end up... Uh, going ahead by six as Dante DiVincenzo would also hit a three, 107-101 at that point, and the Warriors would not look back as uh, the Warriors go on to win this game tonight inside Chase Center, 112-107. to The final dubs beat the Utah Jazz to get back to the 500 mark at 18-18. and We welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text as the Warriors get another big win. They improve to 3-0 and on this eight-game homestand and uh, a third straight, I would say, gritty win for the Warriors uh, in, in this one tonight. Uh, and among the many unsung heroes and, and unexpected heroes, uh, I, I think, for the Warriors uh, in this game, uh, Ty Jerome and Patrick Baldwin Jr. How about that? Uh, Jordan Poole pouring in 26 in this game. Dante DiVincenzo had 19. He was everywhere defensively guarding multiple players. And then Draymond Green, another tone-setting kind of a game for Draymond Green, just making defensive plays all over the place down the stretch. And uh, the Warriors uh, catching a little free-throw luck at the end there with uh, the Jazz having opportunities to, to inch closer, potentially tie the game uh, in the closing minute. Kelly Olenek missed a pair of free-throws at, at a three-point margin with the dubs up by three. And then Jordan Clarkson made one of two. Uh, and the Warriors, uh, again, able to put this one away uh, inside Chase Center tonight, uh, final of 112 to 107. So 888-957-9570, that is the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call or shoot me a text. Appreciate everybody on YouTube and Twitch as well who are joining the action tonight uh, as the Warriors get uh, a big win. And uh, when the news comes out that Clay Thompson, as expected, was not going to play 
in this game tonight, uh, second of the back-to-back. Warriors obviously still without Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green and, and Dante DiVincenzo continuing to play through uh, some some minor uh, injuries, at least a little bit banged up, but but grinding it out and gritting it out for the Warriors uh, in this one. And it, it, the Warriors had a decision to make on, on who was going to be the fifth starter with, with Poole and DiVincenzo out there, with Draymond Green, of course, out there, and, and Kevon Looney pitching in. And tonight Steve Kerr went with Anthony Lamb, but really it was a, a committee at the forward spots for the Warriors in this game where Anthony Lamb ended up after a rough start and only making one three-pointer, having 10 points to go with four boards and, and three assists. So he contributes in, in that uh, action. Jonathan Kaminga uh, didn't shoot the ball well uh, tonight. Uh, it was three of five at the line, only scored nine points, but Kaminga was kind of everywhere. He was wreaking havoc. He was looking to move the ball again uh, in his 21 minutes, ended up fouling out of the game. I think he was somebody that that even on not a great shooting night was playing at a high enough level in, in enough other areas to where Steve Kerr had him penciled in to play, I think, significantly more minutes than the 21 that, that he ultimately played uh, in, in large part because of the foul trouble. That's what kept Kaminga down. But because of the foul trouble for Jonathan Kaminga and the Warriors already being shorthanded in the game as, as Kaminga picked up his third foul uh, in the second quarter, and Patrick Baldwin Jr. got an opportunity to get out there, and Patrick Baldwin Jr. ended up knocking down a couple of threes uh, and and really helped the Warriors hang in this game and, and make a run to, to move from being down by 12 to only being down by five uh, at the half. And again, knocking down a couple of three, very comfortable with the shot. His length, uh, it, it, I think for the most part, solid defensive effort uh, in this one. And, you know, add Patrick Baldwin Jr.'s name to the list, I think, as far as you know, young players and unexpected heroes for the Warriors here through the, the first three games of this trip as they kind of grit and grind their their way uh, to, to victories and, and now back to the 500 market at 18 and 18. So Baldwin gets the opportunity because of the Kaminga foul trouble and Baldwin makes the most of the opportunity. And the story surrounding Patrick Baldwin Jr., is terrific it, when you consider, and we'll play his post-game press conference between now and 11 o'clock before we call it a night, but he was in Santa Cruz today and, and participating in the Santa Cruz Warriors practice, and then he was brought back with all of the shuffling and, and different things, got the call, hey, he was going to be active for this one, uh, and you, you look at it, and he winds up making a, a contribution on a night where there were a lot of young players making contributions again, which has kind of been the theme of this homestand to this point. All right, 888-957-9570, we got a lot of people lining up on the phone lines here tonight, so uh, let, let's get to it. Uh, coach Duran, Union City. What's up, Coach? Hey, what's up? Dove Nation, I'm happy right now. We won. I love DiVincenzo pouring in 19, Baldwin with 11. Our bench stepping up big. That was a nice statement, and I'm very glad that we got a win. I just got back from the game. I served them tenders and fries at Section 317. Uh, go Warriors. Nice. Appreciate you, Coach, uh, out in the Yoon checking in. Yeah, feel good night for the Warriors uh, at, at this point. It, it really is. And, and again, momentum. 
trying to push themselves back uh, toward uh, the 500 mark as as the Warriors are, are, are able to do here. And, you know, I, I think now you've got an opportunity to separate. And, and I maintain, and we talked about this today, I was on with Alan Stiles in the afternoon, the, the fact that, that if the Warriors can, can continue to, to push here, this stretch, these eight games on this homestand are going to determine – uh, what exactly you know happens as far as I think the trajectory of of the entire season, and you're starting to see a lot of the young players who, who really, for the most part, hadn't been playing well enough to be counted on, are now starting to show signs with a couple of the Warriors' best players out of being able to to be contributors, and so. You know, it, it's a really good sign because I think a lot of the discussion around the Warriors is: can they be good enough to go out and make a move? What should they do? Can they push? Well, well, the reality is, if the young players start to play better, and the Warriors can win with the young players being a part of it, that's almost the perfect scenario or the scenario that I think the Warriors envisioned coming into this season. Maybe not Patrick Baldwin Jr. at the level that 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 he has been able to to contribute or was at least tonight uh, but but they really are getting it from everybody uh, at this point whether it's the two-way guys whether it's the young players and it's the development of some depth that at least through the first 30 games or so of the season didn't appear to be there and, and if it was there the Warriors weren't putting players on the floor with the right combinations or uh, you know it was a numbers game I think in in certain spots with with some players as far as where veterans play certain positions and and others need to get time to to get out there and and feel good about uh, the the roles that they're in but uh, some of these injuries have freed up opportunities to where Steve Kirk can't really choose to not play any of the young players, and that's really worked out uh, to the Warriors' benefit, uh, as risky as it may have been going into to this homestand, which which feels a little bit make or break uh, for the Warriors at, at this point in time. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, that is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here on Warriors wrap-up at 95.7 the game as the Warriors Beat the Jazz 112-107. to So the Warriors uh, right now uh, back to the 500 mark for the first time in a while as uh, the Warriors uh, trying to, again, claw their way back into a position where they can be in the mix here, not only just for the play-in tournament, but also with an opportunity to, to, to really – you know, maybe push toward that six seed. Uh, and, and you look at the standings tonight, the Warriors gaining ground on Utah. They also gained the tiebreaker on Utah if it winds up coming down to that. This was the third and final meeting between these two teams this season. Warriors end up taking two of three. They uh, avenge in some ways the loss from three weeks ago tonight where the Warriors blew the four-point lead in the final 13 seconds against this Jazz team. And they improved to 15-2 and two on the home floor as the, the juxtaposition between home and away continued to be a, a a storyline for the Warriors here uh, to this point in the season, now 36 games into the, the campaign. Uh, but you look at, at where the Warriors are at now uh, with the three-game winning streak and, and with the 18-18 and 18 record, they are currently 10th in the West. But at this point, they're, they're only a game and a half out of sixth. So that right there gets you close to being out of that fray although it's all jumbled up for for you know being in the playing tournament the team currently sixth right now is Sacramento Sacramento 
came from 19 down tonight at home to avoid being swept in a two-game series tonight against Denver. So they end up holding their lead. Otherwise, it'd be even closer for the Warriors uh, at that point. They'd, they'd be uh, only a game out of sixth at this point. But uh, the Kings did end up getting a win. They set the pace right now as far as the final team that's that's not currently uh, in that play-in tournament. But the Warriors are right there. A half game back of the Jazz, who are ninth. A game back of the Blazers, who are eighth. And a game and a half back of Dallas, who's who's seventh. And, and again, tied with Sacramento. But Sacramento has a percentage points advantage there. And now the Warriors separated from Minnesota by a game and a half on the positive side of things uh, at 18 and 18. Minnesota's lost four in a row. They're 16 and 19. They're going in the wrong direction and, and starting to look like maybe they might be the team that ends up being on the outside looking in of, of all of the 10 teams that are, are currently in that, that play-in tournament mix. So uh, very much on the board. And look, we talked a lot about how important these games are for the Warriors. It, this is not just a one-off. This is not, uh, you know, if, if they were playing the young guys and, and losing you know, these last three games, there would be a benefit in terms of, of development. But at the same time, the Warriors' goal here first and foremost this season is to try and run it back and see if they can contend for and possibly win another NBA championship. And because of how poorly the Warriors played in the first 10 games of this season, they've had the uphill climb. Our our guy Matt Steinmetz called it the the treadmill. they got to get off the – or the hamster wheel. they got to get off the hamster wheel where they're just kind of spinning around and around and – you know, they're, they're not quite there yet, but tonight would have been a loss that, that would have been easily explainable given who's out and the Jazz being a, a semi-desperate team themselves coming in here looking for a win off a bad loss. They dropped one in San Antonio a couple of nights ago, and then they go play in Sacramento on, on Friday night. So all of these teams are, are playing each other right now. Uh, Portland's going to come and play the Warriors on Friday. So the Dubs with a chance to to continue to to move forward here uh, over the course of this this homestand and try and vault themselves up in the standings but it really is the best of all worlds if they can get a contribution uh it, to you know to really add to you know winning games while developing winning games while developing i think that's that's the key uh for for the warriors uh, in, in this one. So John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game as uh, the Warriors win this one tonight, 112-110, to 110, uh, as the Warriors continue uh, here to, and, and we're getting a couple of text messages, Xfinity Mobile text line, hope, hope Kerr plays the kids more. Uh, a couple of questions about the two-way players. Yeah, Ty Jerome was a player that that I really, you know, I liked. I mean, I said it the other night. I I remember saying it in October. There was a lot of people that were up in arms about Quindary Weatherspoon getting cut and Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome being being brought into the equation here as far as the two ways go. And Ty Jerome's really proved himself to be uh, a valuable player for the Warriors. And, you know, somebody that that on a night where you got a lot of scoring out, you know, he can kind of manage the team, be a ball handler, but also shoot the three, and, you know, a willing defender, not a great defender, but he had seven boards tonight uh, in, in, in the game. And, you know, the, the Warriors really needed his offense, frankly, in a night where they're, they're searching for it. And so, you know, Ty Jerome has, has helped the Warriors win a handful of games 
uh, you know, over the over the course of this season, and that's two in, in just the last four nights uh, on this homestand. So, yeah, hat tip to Ty Jerome, James Wiseman, only seven minutes, not the best minutes from Wiseman, but he had four four rebounds uh, in in the game tonight. Uh, a little up and down, I think, defensively, but uh, yeah, the Warriors right now, uh, you know. Playing the young guys, surviving while they play the young guys, and surviving and moving forward while they play uh, and, and have to continue to play uh, without Steph Curry. 888-957-9570. We'll pause here. We'll come back. We'll get to some locker room sound. Uh, the phone lines are open. Had a couple of people jump in. We had uh, close to full lines here at the top. A couple people dropped off. If you dropped off, feel free to uh, join the conversation between now and 11 o'clock as the Warriors get a big win, and you heard it right here at 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Up top, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Pick and pop three. Nailed it. It's a three-point game. He cuts the Jazz lead in half. He's got 11 points, 94-91. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. All right, John Dickinson back inside Chase Center where the Warriors were victorious over the Jazz, 112-107, 888-957-9570. That's where Jack and Saul Salito chimes in here tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on tonight, Jack? Hey, how you doing? Good, man. What's on your mind? You know, I'm just thinking after nights like tonight, is it, you know, is there anything we could say except for Steve Kerr maybe being the best coach in the NBA? 
I think that's a start. I mean, he's do he he does a nice job. I know there's some that would quibble with you a little bit, Jack, and and say that he doesn't he doesn't play the young players or they can't develop young players. I always kind of scoff at that, but uh, you're right. Tonight probably proves otherwise because there were so many different contributors from two way guys to to lottery picks and and to to you know free agent signings like Dante DiVincenzo to lead the win. All right. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate you checking in. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's keep it rolling here on the text line, Xfinity Mobile text line. I figured we were going to get a few of these tonight. And, look, I I like Patrick Baldwin Jr. as much as anybody. Uh, You know, smooth with the shot. Uh, 415 saying, uh, asking the question, do you still think the Warriors need to to make a trade? Um, I, I think the jury's still out on that. I, I mean, you know, it, it is a tricky dynamic. I, I think we got a ways to go still, about six, seven weeks, really, before a, a decision has to be made on that. Uh, I, I would also pause a little bit, though, and, and, and think that, you know, what the young players have done, we're really talking about three three games for, for a, a a majority of them. I think Kaminga's got a few more under his belt. I think he's closer to being, you know, more firmly entrenched in, in, in the Warriors rotation as a as a trustable player. And that gives you eight if if you count Kaminga. And I'm not quite fully counting Kaminga yet. Uh, you know, DiVincenzo and Poole when the Warriors are healthy would be six and, and seven. Kaminga potentially could be eight. I think he's close uh, at that point. But, but again, you know, it, it's still – Two or three games here, and then and then no, and then three or four games there, and then and then a couple of games where he doesn't. So, like, but but again, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt on on, on Kaminga being a member of the rotation. But but these other guys, we're really talking about a couple of games, and so that's the, the, where it has to get to where you're content in not making a trade is believing that you can win, win healthy over the long haul with the young players being in the rotation or with enough veteran players playing capably to where you don't need the young players to be in the in, in the rotation. So you basically have enough on your roster either way you choose to go with it to where you don't need, you know, somebody uh you know either via the buyout market or, or, or via trade. Where it gets tricky is if the young players continue to play well, then the answer to that question is probably no, because you believe in the upside that they possess for down the line, but also at the same time, if you're getting role player like contributions, like that's what this thing boils down to. We talked about it today on the afternoon show. If the Warriors can get role player contributions from the young players as is, then that's good enough to continue to let the thing play out and 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 continue to develop toward what their their high end, you know, career talent level winds up being. But if if they are able to play capably in the Warriors rotation to where they can win enough, win healthy to contend for a championship, then you have to be looking to make some other moves. So this last handful of games are a shift in the conversation. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. But the reality is it's it's been a handful of games. And and you know, where there had been a lot of evidence to the contrary, I mean, look, it was a week ago, eight nights ago, basically. Actually, it was a week ago tonight. Warriors get blown out in Brooklyn, and the chatter is the Warriors have to do something, have to do something, have to do something. They got to they, they got to make a trade. They got to try to chase the championship. And I think you know Bob Myers would probably say, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! 
this team's got to prove itself to be good enough to be worthy of of looking to add to what this team has you know going on currently. But again, the flip side to that is if they're good enough as is, then maybe you don't need to add. So it's all kind of uh, interrelated. But but the truth is, four one five on the text line. We don't have the answer to that question, and I'd be inclined to think they probably do need one more veteran. Now, maybe that's Iguodala at some point down the line, but no, I I, I think they probably do because when push comes to shove, and, and, and look, you know, tonight was not a, a great night for Moses Moody or uh, James Wiseman compared to, you know, the other night for Moody and, and, and the last couple of games for, for Wiseman. Nothing crazy to to really get too worked up about, but it's not like every young player played well. Uh, A lot of people on the text line want more Patrick Baldwin Jr., and the story for Patrick Baldwin Jr. is is a good one. We're going to hear from him between now and 11 o'clock, but yeah, he was at at Santa Cruz practice and got the call and headed here, got to the arena about 6 o'clock. Hey, maybe he'll get in the game, maybe he won't get in the game, and and because of the Kaminga foul trouble, he, he winds up getting in the game. Reality is, though, it is still too early to tell at what level these guys can contribute, if at all, still for some of them in, in a playoff. Like, we have no idea if Moses Moody can 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 contribute night in, night out in the playoffs. Could he? It's possible. Kaminga, I think he's the closest. Wiseman, I'd still say probably not at this point. Like, he's got a long way to go. Patrick Baldwin Jr., we'll see if he gets more minutes in the regular season and, and more opportunities. I am intrigued, as many are on the text line, with the prospect of, hey, can Patrick Baldwin Jr. maybe play a little bit in in Anthony Lamb's slot? I don't think the Warriors are going to rush to to look to do that. Uh, but and and Lamb helped them tonight after a, a rough start. But but I get the I get the sentiment of and, and and I think Warrior fans are overwhelmingly you know on this train to where. You only want the draft picks to be playing. And and you know what? You don't want the two-way guys to be playing over the draft picks. You don't want veterans to be playing over the draft picks. And and I get it to a certain extent, but you still need those guys to help you to try and win enough games. And you know the way Ty Jerome played tonight, I think, is, is a great example. I had a question about Ty Jerome and... Anthony Lamb and what happens, and, and this is going to pop up a lot as far as their eligibility. Uh, two-way players not eligible for the playoffs. They're eligible to play up to 50 games. So at this point, uh, it's it's not a thing, but the Warriors may have to ultimately, they may have to pick between the two because they only have one open roster spot at this point in time. Uh, and, and so... Again, though, I think you have to think of this in the context of a depth chart. Everybody wants everybody to play more. Everybody, but you can't play Kaminga and Moody and Patrick Baldwin Jr. and you know you, you can't play everybody. You know, and then Wiggins is going to be coming back, and then DiVincenzo's got to get minutes. I think they've realized that DiVincenzo can guard multiple positions and even guard up a little bit uh, as far as you know defensively some, and so he's got to get minutes. So, you know, everybody wants everybody to play more when things are going well, but the truth is there just aren't enough minutes for for everybody to go around. Uh, You know, 408, does Wiseman go back to the G League when when Jermichael Green returns? We'll see. I think it's possible. I I definitely think it's it's possible. Uh, Also checking in from the 408, is there an open roster spot available potentially for Jay Crowder? Look, I don't think the Suns are trading Jay Crowder to the Warriors. I, I really don't. 
but we'll see. I mean, the Warriors do have an open roster spot, but if they decide they have to convert Ty Jerome or Anthony Lamb to make either one eligible for the playoffs, that takes one of those roster spots. So it would be used there, and then you'd have to make a trade or cut somebody if you want to free up a, another roster spot to, to sign somebody else or to convert somebody else. I think when everybody's healthy, though, Ty Jerome probably just goes back to not playing. So, you know, if Steph's playing and 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 Clay's playing and, and Jordan Poole's playing and Dante DiVincenzo are playing, I mean, that's four right there. That You know, Moses Moody wasn't playing according to Steve Kerr because he was the fifth guy and those four players were, were ahead of him. At least that was part of the reason. So, uh, you know, Ty Jerome's not playing if the Warriors are, are whole, but could he be an insurance policy, somebody you'd want to have as a ball handler? I mean, it, it remains to be seen. The, the truth is there's a lot of time for a lot of this to – to, to, to shake out. Uh, 650, J.D., are you saying holding on to Wiseman is becoming more likely? Yeah, I, I mean, look, I don't think the Warriors want to move James Wiseman for a role player. I, I really don't. I don't think the Warriors want to move any of the lottery picks for role players, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but, you know, if they feel like they're good enough in other areas and that they're a player away then I think that's something that, that they may look at. You know, if they're one role player away, one trustable rotation piece away, then I think that's something they'd look at. They'd also tell you that they got Iguodala potentially coming back and and that they like the, the guys that they have. And if you pencil in Kaminga, that's one less spot that you may need a veteran if you're confident that he can be a night in, night out. Again, night in, night out. And look, I love the energy Kaminga's played with these last three games. Like, to me, that's that's been the, the, the difference and, yeah, so, you know, Patrick Baldwin I like. Smooth, long, can shoot it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a Patrick Baldwin fan. Uh, and so, it, you know, it, it's interesting when, when you look at it as far as, uh, and I think the 415 lays it out perfectly. The young guys have to beat out the two-way players on the court to get playing time. That's the Steve Kerr way. And, yeah, rightfully so, that's, that's the Steve Kerr way. Uh, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number. If you want to give me a call or shoot me a text, let's hear from Steve Kerr as he met with the media uh, downstairs in the interview room here inside Chase Center. Steve, there have been occasions when your team has been shorthanded on the second night of a back-to-back, and even when they wanted to compete, they just didn't have enough firepower or maybe enough defense. What does it say about your team's growth that you guys are able to put it together tonight? Yeah, this uh, this feels it feels different, you know, to to win this game uh, based on the circumstances. And this was a game we wouldn't have won a few weeks ago, um, but I think we're uh, our young guys are really growing. We're getting great performances. Um, Every night from guys like uh, J.K. and and Lamb and and Ty Jerome, guys are, uh, you know, Dante has been fantastic, you know, not knocking down shots, but defending and playing with force. Jordan Poole creating so much for us. And then Draymond, you know, Draymond and Loon just holding down the the defense. It's uh, it's fun to watch. I just think we've shown a a lot of grit here uh, the last uh, last few games, these three home games to start the homestand. You held them to four field goals in the fourth quarter. Explain that. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's inspiring watching Draymond patrol the the paint and kind of control everything because the guys will get penetration and then he's there playing cat and mouse he's just got the longest arms and the the most incredible sense of 
what the the ball handler is going to do, you know, whether he's going to pass or shoot. And he's just, he's so quick off the floor that, you know, he sort of makes the, the offensive guy think twice. And then as he makes that decision, Draymond's already waiting for it because he's one step ahead. So I, I thought he just anchored things. And then um, we just had guys fighting, scrapping out there, you know, all around the play and getting to loose balls, and rebounds. And uh, it was it was really fun to watch. And when J.K. got in foul trouble, you turned to Patrick both early in the second quarter and in the fourth quarter. What do you think of what he was able to do? I thought Patrick changed the game uh, when he stepped out there and, and knocked down those threes, especially the one, I think he hit one late third or early fourth, just um, kind of popped out, pick and pop jumper. It, it felt like a, a game changer right there. And I think it was early fourth. And, um, you know, he was in Santa Cruz today. He practiced um, in Santa Cruz. And uh, when Dante and Draymond were both questionable for the game. We called down there and got Ryan and PBJ back up here. I think they they arrived about an hour before the game, and uh, so it's it was uh, it's pretty impressive for them to you know be going back and forth, and then to, for Patrick to come in and play the way he did. It's exciting. He's got uh, he's got a lot of skill, and he's not afraid. Against a team with this much length, how much did his length actually you know how much would that have factor in him actually getting minutes? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is the shooting, you know, um, b- because he can, you know, step out and and, and knock down a shot. Um, it, it changes the uh, the chessboard. It just opens up the court. And uh, what do you make? Three threes. Um, he also rebounded well, plus 13 and or plus, uh, yeah, plus 13 in less than 13 minutes. I mean, pretty impressive line. Just what can you say about Dante DiVincenzo and the way that he's really, ever since he got healthy, has just been reliable guy yeah. night in night out for you guys Dante's great you know he um he competes uh every single play he just competes uh takes on tough defensive assignments uh night after night you know he was on Clarkson uh early and then uh late he was on Markinen quite a bit uh, when we uh, in the second half when we changed changed our uh substitution pattern and uh he's always around the ball he's always uh, in the mix and um uh, and then, you know, makes big shots and knocks down the free throws at the end. Uh, you know, Dante, Dante's a winner. I mean, there's a, there's reason he's a two-time NCAA champ, uh, an NBA champ. Uh, this guy's been around winning and big, been a part of winning his, his whole career. What have you liked about Patrick Baldwin Jr.'s development over the past month or so? Uh, well, you know, you could see the skill right when uh, we drafted him and got him in for workouts and summer league. I think, uh, the first thing he had to do was get healthy. Uh, he was not healthy his freshman year of college. So uh, just his dedication to the work in the training room, on the floor, in the film room, really bright guy. You know, he's he understands concepts and schemes, but he's he needs the reps because he hasn't played much, much basketball at this level. I think only 10 or 15 games in college. So uh, he's handling himself beautifully. You know, we'll, we'll probably send him to Santa Cruz and have him play tomorrow night and then come back uh, for the game uh, the following day here. So he needs reps, but he's, uh, he's showing that, you know, as he did tonight, he can, he can help us win. Steve, will, will Andrew need to, to scrimmage 
with with the back to back, you may not practice tomorrow, right? Or, or... Yeah, we won't practice tomorrow. Uh, I, I would say Andrew's doubtful for Portland. He needs a couple of days of practice, and he just got back in the gym uh, today. And um, we'll see how he's feeling. I, yeah. I, I suppose there's a chance he could play against Portland, but I would say doubtful. Okay, and that's part of why you, you'll bring Baldwin back just to just to have you know enough bodies on Friday too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Steve, looks like uh, Ty Jerome's always under control out there. I mean, how, how big were his contributions in the second half and just kind of overall just being a stabilizing force for that second Ty half? Ty was uh, fantastic. You know, um, he's always getting us settled. Uh, he's he's always uh, under control. Um, he's a, a great shooter, really good passer, runs the pick and roll well. You know, when he and uh, James are in pick and roll, James is doing a good job of diving, and that allows Clay to or uh, uh, Ty to get – free for his little floater in the lane. He made a few of those tonight. Uh, so he gives us a really good pick and roll player and, and also a, a shooter off the ball. So really effective, smart, tough player. Jonathan Kaminga got into foul trouble in this game. What do you want from a young player when he's playing really enthusiastic defense, but maybe is reaching or taking the Yeah, game? the last one was a reach, um, uh, you know, or maybe it was the fifth one. No, it was, I think it was the last one he he reached on on someone. So it's all part of getting his reps and and understanding um you know when to take a chance when not to but uh, i thought jk was was fantastic out there just the the energy that he brought uh to the game is big part of our defensive effort and and the reason we were able to uh to slow them down you know in the in, in the fourth quarter yeah both the fifth one and the sixth one were, were reaches for for jonathan kaminga but that that's part of being a young player you know the the energy was good uh, there were some bad fouls tonight for Kaminga, but but that is part of the learning process. If the energy's good, then the rest of it, those kinds of mistakes, I, I think you can live with. How about the high praise from Steve Kerr on Patrick Baldwin? Changed the game when he got out there, knocked down a couple of threes. First half and, and going out of his way to say that this wasn't a game a few weeks ago, he thinks that the Warriors would have been able to win. The young guys growing up, and again, the grit and grind for the Warriors on full display in the fourth quarter but it, it really has been on full display for the entirety of this homestand to this point. And, and to get this game tonight shorthanded against a Utah team that's, that's very skilled, I don't think Utah by any means is, is a great team, but they're a very skilled team. And for the Warriors to, to put that run on them down the stretch in 24-13 in the fourth quarter, the, the Jazz were 4-15 in the fourth quarter. Uh, one of 12 from three, they they were four of eight at the free throw line. And, and the Warriors, you know, wasn't always pretty. I think they gave the Jazz a couple extra chances with some of the fouls and, and some turnovers in, in the final couple of minutes there. But the Jazz couldn't cash it in. And ultimately, the Warriors go on and, and they get the win in this one by that final count of, of 112 to 107. Uh, let's go ahead and hear a little bit more from downstairs in the interview room and yeah Patrick Baldwin Jr. a plus 13 in just under 13 minutes he knocked down three three pointers he had 11 points Steve Kerr said he changed the game when he got in and uh, Patrick Baldwin uh, detailing what his day was like as he was shuffling back from Santa Cruz to be available to play in this game for the Warriors and uh, he also had another revelation that that may surprise some uh, here, let's uh, let's hear PBJ. Back to back pro games with pretty solid production. It's got to feel good, right? Yeah, it definitely feels good. Um, just to get a rhythm, and um, you know, I think as a team when we're at home, we just get a rhythm. So uh, it's nice to build off that. 
Steve said that you were practicing in Santa Cruz today. I mean, were you surprised to come back for tonight's game? And just what was that whirlwind of going from a practice to getting here like an hour before tip off? Yeah, so I had uh, I had woke up this morning about nine, headed over to Santa Cruz, had a practice at I want to say two o'clock and then got out of practice at three thirty. And then we got a text about, you know, some possibilities of some guys being out tonight. So then quickly, they just put us in the car, drove us up to the to the bay and um, got here at about six. I mean, it's just been a crazy last four hours and you just got to stay ready. I mean, you probably were pretty gassed from practice, right? I mean, yeah, that second win definitely helps. But um, I mean, I just love to play basketball. And anytime you play basketball, I'm not really that tired. Patrick, what's your go-to snack for a road uh, for a car ride like that? Right? Because you probably had to go from no lunch to straight here, maybe not have, have any proper dinner. It's now a PBJ sandwich. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I just had my first one the other day. Your first one the other day? First one the other day. Ever? Ever. Yeah, ever. What did your mom make you for lunch in uh, grade school? Turkey sandwiches, uh, cream cheese bagels, anything except a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely missed out. I mean, how good did you just, the committee gets into foul trouble, your name gets called, you hit like two threes, I think, right mm-hmm. close to back to back. I mean, how good did your shot feel today? Yeah, it fe- I mean, it felt good today um was able to get a good warm-up in a good 30 minutes and you know I felt good in warm-ups and I mean when you check in the game and Draymond's telling you let it fly you let it fly um so it's just great confidence and um you just got to stay ready when you're watching the game from the bench there before you get called um, what are you seeing and then were you surprised when the call came for you I mean kind of like I said it was a wild last four hours and I didn't really know what to expect but you know, I kind of felt that, you know, JK was kind of getting in foul trouble and, you know, we had a short bench, but I mean, JK played a hell of a game, but um, when your number's called, you just got to be ready to step in and make an impact. Hey, Patrick, how big was that Brooklyn game just for your confidence? You know, just know you can go into a game, hit five threes like that. Uh, as a rookie, do you just feel like, you know, that maybe helped you turn your confidence or anything like that? Yeah, I think that Brooklyn third quarter as a whole for us uh, helped us turn a corner a bit. Um, we really started competing, even though the score was, you know, wildly out of control. I think, you know, we turned the corner as a team and I mean, you're seeing it through this home stretch and from the Grizzlies game all the way, all the way tonight. But I mean, personally, confidence is, you know, never an issue. I, I like to shoot. So I'm let it fly. I'm sorry, man. I just want to follow up on the peanut butter circle back on that. Yeah. Um, what inspired you to try the peanut butter sandwich? I believe we'll see in a few days what it was, but it was a fun project we worked on and um, I got to try my first one and I think it'll come out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'll see it soon. I'll see it and soon. And when was that? Uh, it was shot, I want to say a week ago. Your mom didn't name you turkey. <laughs> I did have one. I had two. I had two today. A couple of PB and J's for PB for PBJ. Uh, <laughs> who knew? Uh, and I find that hard to believe. I mean, honestly, Hadn't had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich until a couple of weeks ago in your your early twenties. That that that's pretty amazing. But uh, he he's a big fan of them now, and uh, yeah, look look for what whatever shoot. Uh, it sounds like the Warriors digital uh, did uh, as far as you know what what's going on uh, w- w- with that uh, to be coming out soon. I thought interesting. He mentions the Brooklyn game uh, with the the fact that the Warriors were so dreadfully getting blown out in that game but down 40 
you're going to get an opportunity in the second half to try and save face, and, and the young players really played a lot. I mean, that was a week ago tonight, and, and Baldwin came in, and it was like boom, 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 knocking down threes, looking really comfortable out there. And so that is interesting, that not only for him, but but for the other young players that he thought that really allowed them to, to get out there and get on an NBA floor and, and realize that they can compete and have some success. And, you know, we all kind of downplayed the impact of James Wiseman's 30 because of those circumstances. But but Wiseman put together two more solid games in the ways that the Warriors want him to be solid coming off of that game. So maybe something clicked a little bit for Wiseman to where he could relax and in his own mind know, hey, I can get 30, uh, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I, I can focus on some of the other things, or maybe it's easier to focus on on, on some of the other things. All right, we'll, we'll call it a night on that one. One other quick note before we go, just on the Steve Kerr press conference, uh, Andrew Wiggins, his status for Friday against Portland, doubtful. So they just can't quite get Wiggins back. It looked like the adductor strain was going to heal up and, and, and get him back into the fold, but then he gets sick, and now they, they don't want to rush it on, on the illness. So uh, the Warriors uh, likely to not have Andrew Wiggins for one more game against Portland, then the holiday weekend with the new year, and the Warriors take on Atlanta coming up on on Monday so it it sounds like that's going to be the earliest for for Wiggins to be back in the fold but uh, the Warriors uh, doing the best they can with what they have and continuing to dominate on the home floor at a a high level and the Warriors needed uh, this win tonight and all three of these wins to this point on the homestand in a big time way all right that'll do it Uh, thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios Sterling Bennett Cam Williams uh, everybody uh, cutting up the highlights and the postgame sound and everything. Uh, just a tremendous effort uh, by one and all. I'll be back tomorrow with Alan Stiles from 2 till 6 uh, on the afternoon show. Steve Kerr is going to join us at 5 o'clock, so make sure you're locked in for that here on 95.7 The Game. We'll be talking about this one all day long tomorrow as the Warriors building momentum and then Warriors Live for the Warriors and the Blazers. That's coming up at 6 o'clock on Friday Uh, right here on 95.7 The Game. So uh, that'll do it. Another win for the Warriors. They improved to 18-18. and They beat the Jazz tonight, 112-107. to And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.